Lord, I come before you, love to sing your praise. I worship and adore you, as you fill me with your grace. Lord, I come before you, surrounded by your love. When it comes down to your mercy, you know I just can't get enough. On my door more than once before I can finally hear you call my name Send your mercy down Let the trumpet sound Now my heart cries out to you in Come before you Love to sing your praise I worship and adore you As you fill me with your grace Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I am your host. Man, I'm choked up by that song. There's so much power in it. Let your mercy down. Now it's time to sing your praise, Lord. This is the time to start singing his praise. 
listen, the big news is Trump has been indicted. Most people have heard that by now. This is real. It's very real. But it is a huge distraction and it is a trap. I'm going to explain. I'm going to give you the big picture. You're going to want to share this show. And uh, later on in the show, I'm also going to have a very familiar guest uh, with you with some action plans that she has found a loophole. I'm talking about Christy Tasker, who has been on the show many, many times, as you know, she found something potentially very, very big on how the system has been rigged and a really good action plan to get going against it. But first, I just want to talk about the Trump uh, indictment. If you watched any of the news last night, the media is essentially telling you to stand up and have civil war. This is a trap, ladies and gentlemen. Now, it is time to take action. If there ever was a time to take action, it is now. The time is fleeting to have the countries survive. I'm going to walk through some major points that are happening right now while everyone is being distracted by the Trump indictment. And again, the Trump indictment is very real. It, it needs to be taken seriously. There is actions that we, the people, can take. Now, I want to be very, very clear. I am not calling for violence at any way in this. I want everything to be done legally, peacefully. But there are provisions in the United States Constitution that provide certain mechanisms that must be activated at this time. Again, no violence. God is in charge, and we need to respect him and put him back on the throne of our lives. Folks, you want to win the war? Put God back on the throne. This is what needs to happen. And by the way, this is not only for the United States. This is for Canada as well. I'm going to go through a couple points because they need to go in a certain order for you to get the full picture at least the way I see it, whether you agree or disagree, that doesn't matter. In fact, I welcome disagreement uh, in this, and uh, and I'd like to hear your point of view. Not everyone, not any one person has all of the answers. But last night, while everyone's looking at the Trump indictment, in Canada, Bill C-11, which is an internet, internet censorship bill that will allow what's called the... Uh, the CRTC, the Canadian Radio and Television, which is, a ben which is about six people who were appointed by the Prime Minister, unelected, liberal, woke liberal lefties, will have control of the internet. Yeah, that means this show would be gone. Absolutely. They would stop it. They won't let you see anything the government does not approve for you to see. Canada is so far gone, people. It's really really bad. So what the Canadian government did, Justin Trudeau, he closed down debate. So it was no longer to be debated. And if you're not familiar with Canadian politics, unlike the United States, there's like three or four parties. Uh, two of them are relevant, kind of like the Republicans and Democrats. They're called liberals and conservatives here. Uh, but the liberals with the minority parties 
form a majority. The minority parties are lockstep with the liberals because they are all commies. And by the way, so are the conservatives. They're pretending not to be. But now the bill has been passed from the House. It goes to the Senate for supposedly debate, but we don't know what will happen there. It is likely the bill is going to pass. In the United States, you have the exact same thing. While everyone is looking at the Trump indictment, uh, there is the TikTok bill. You know, ban TikTok. It sounds really great. Everyone thinks we should ban TikTok. And yeah, a TikTok is a bad app. There's no doubt about it. But it's what is in the rest of the bill that is alarming. It is essentially the exact same thing that is happening in Canada. And guess who's pushing it? I think he's even the author of the bill. It's Senator Josh Hawley, one of the heroes on the right. This gives the government totalitarian control over what happens on the internet. Wake up, people. If you think the commies are just the Democrats, no, it's the Uniparty. They stand up and they make it seem like they're fighting for you, and there probably are a few. I would say less than 10 in Congress are good in actuality. How come any nothing has happened? How come nothing has happened? So when you lose your ability to speak, we cannot coordinate. We cannot create gatherings. This is a very, very dangerous situation. And they're sneaking it in while everyone's looking at Trump. At the same time, the U.S. dollar is essentially gone. That's right. The United States is no longer the most powerful nation in the world. Your currency is about to be valued at about zero. This is potentially, and I'm not a fortune teller, but this is potentially worse than the Great Depression of 1930s. And, and not only is the dollar going to be zero, but look at all the food manufacturing and things like that that they have taken out. Think about this, people. And when people can't put gas in their trucks, there's no food delivery, folks. The water is being poisoned by all these strategic rail uh, disrailments. Fresh water is not as available as it used to be. Food supply choked. Dollar worth nothing. Now, back to the Trump distraction. And it's a real thing. There's no doubt about it. It's a real deal. This is serious lawfare. But the media is calling for violence right now. And I want to remind you in America and Canada that your borders have been porous for years. In Canada, the government has just been, you know, acceleration and, you know, bringing up 500,000 in a year where it used to be like 20 to 30,000. When you think of the population in Canada, that is a game changer. In the United States, the border has been porous, and I'm going to speak to this in a couple sections of this particular broadcast, but I just want to let you know how this is a trap and they're baiting you towards civil war. 
Those immigrants that have been brought in, many of them are trained and skilled fighters. They will look like the U.S. population because the U.S. population is diverse. They will dress the same and everything. They are there for a purpose. They will be in your midst, and even if you go to peacefully protest, and I do have a plan for this that I'm going to suggest. I don't know if it's a good plan, but I've been thinking about it, and I'm going to suggest it. But you will be baited into civil war, and then you will be hit hard, and it will make the headlines, and it'll be right-wing fundamental extremists, and yes, they can call for military lockdown. They can do all kinds of things. They have lots of tools available. You are at a disadvantage without God. If you don't believe in God, you'd better start. It's time to choose. Choose this day whom you will serve because it is getting real out there. So Saudi Arabia has gone with the Chinese and the Russians. The United States petrol currency is not backed by anything. The United States is not a major energy producer anymore. We're not; they're not standing on their feet. We've got a woke military. Uh, at least some of it is woke. There's, it, you've d- sent all your munitions to Ukraine, or not all, but a good chunk of them. The American taxpayers are so far in debt; it's unbelievable. It's unrecoverable, as a matter of fact, unless something drastically changes in the world. This is serious business. This is serious jeopardy. This is code red. You'd better listen up. At the same time, a something that no one has talked about on the mainstream media that uh, was brought up on a broadcast I did on Wednesday uh, on another show, and it was reported in Al Jazeera because the United States and Britain media won't report it, But there is verifiable proof that the United States and the UK have both sent munitions to Ukraine that contain depleted uranium. So, no, they're not nuclear weapons, but it is depleted uranium weaponry that they have sent, and some of it is armor-piercing. This causes catastrophes like it did in Iraq, It causes cancers, all kinds of stuff, very fast-spreading sickness. This is an act of absolute hostility. The United States and Britain and the the West has started this war. Make no mistake, the invasion that that Putin did into Ukraine was provoked by the United States in particular with Britain holding its hand. Putin has now issued a public final warning to the West. A final warning. He has said, if you send any more munitions, he says, not only God will judge you, but I will as well. That's Putin's words. And Putin feels justified. To do this, he has weapons that will not be shot down. They have proven this. They have hypersonic missiles. 
very advanced. Maybe the U.S. has planned for it. Canada hasn't. Maybe. Most likely not. He has issued a final warning, and it is real. And you know how you know it's real? Because the media is not reporting it, and he is on record. He has done this publicly. And he did it with sorrow. He did it with a somber heart. But he is absolutely serious in his words. Ladies and gentlemen, we are either at the brink of going into world totalitarian, totalitarian control. Oh, did I mention that the U.S. passed the legislation from the WHO? Canada already caved to it. The World Health Organization, that they have power to invade the U.S. sovereignty now, and if they say we need to lock down because there's a boogeyman flu, you're locked down. Did you know that? The media is not reporting on it, and they certainly won't now. So, we can't go and fight in Ukraine. <laughs> we can't take on the U.S. military as we the people. Uh, we can't go and invade Washington, D.C. and lock these people up yet. But what can we do? So first of all, this was a shot across the bow. I'm going to call on all lawyers who love, if, they, if you don't love your country, perhaps you love your kid or your grandkids. All lawyers, you need to start practicing lawfare and doing it fast. And I'm not talking about uh, sending lawsuits. I'm talking about indictments. Every member of Congress virtually, not only statewide through election fraud, but also federally have committed crimes. They've committed financial crimes for sure, provable. They've committed crimes against their country, which is treasonous. They should have never passed those votes. There was more than enough evidence. There is lots of stuff happening, and people need to start doing lawfare. Sheriffs, it is time to start deputizing those whom you trust to, can be responsible. Sheriffs need to be brave, and you need to deputize many brave men. And you need to start going and getting people and holding them before having legal, in the United States, legal tribunals. The court system is compromised. You cannot trust the court system. You need to have legal tribunals. Police officers, it is time you start doing your jobs. When you see a crime, you go and arrest the crime, even if it's white collar or political. You need to take your stand and you need to work with your citizens. Another message for police officers. 
they're coming after the guns. That is the next thing. That's why they want to provoke the violence. They want to be able to take people's guns. And you might thinking, you might be thinking as a police officer, well, I'm never going to go and take away the citizens' guns. Well, that might be true. Some of you will. Some of you will become brown shirts. Some of you proved it during the pandemic, did you not? But I'm going to tell you something else, policemen. You know, all those trained men that came across the border, they were mostly able fighting age men, single by themselves, sent in from over 165 countries. This was done on purpose. There are millions of them. I'm going to tell you something that I've known for a long time. I reported on it over a year ago. But in every single police district, there are United Nations uniforms waiting. Let me repeat that. United Nations uniforms waiting. You're not going to follow their totalitarian orders. There's millions of people in your country ready to suit up and they're going to be wearing a uniform which will show strength against the common citizens. This is happening and it can all happen very, very fast. This is not a fear-mongering broadcast. We're going to give you some tools. Before I bring Christy on, I notice she's here now. I want to tell you actions that should be taken this weekend. Whether my broadcast is large enough to make it happen, well, that depends on how many people here share this broadcast. First of all, we need the Lord. And we need to make public proclamations before the Lord. What I'm going to suggest to you is the strategic move. Women and men who are not able, not physically able, to do manly stuff. Women, I want you to organize and go and publicly pray. Not protest. Publicly pray. Go to your legislatures. Go to a very public, prominent spot. Get in the circles. No protest signs. No agitation against the woke left because there will be cameras on you. But publicly go and pray. Don't be distracted. But why do I say women and men who are unable? Because first of all, women have been the prayer warriors. And I don't think it's a mistake that God has lifted up women for this time, in particularly in this movement. The women have been the strongest, spiritually speaking. But men, you need to pray as well. But at the same time, we do not put our women out there unprotected. Again, I'm not calling for violence. However, when the women go and men who are not able 
physically able to act, to move fast. While they are centered in a public spot, making a public proclamation to the Lord, not provoking, not no signs of protest or anything, just go and pray to the Lord sincerely with all your heart and with faith. But at the same time, it's not that we're not trusting the Lord, but men, you need to have a multi-pointed, very strategic flank all around. Do you hear me? A multi-positioned flank. And what are you to do? You're to keep an eye and you are to pray along with them. This will be one of the best strategies for the very short term. But we still need to do the lawfare. Sheriffs, you need to deputize. And police, you need to start doing your job. Grow a pair. Don't sell out your country. Don't sell out your children. Don't sell out your friends' children. And while we're doing this, um, Christy Tasker has found a surprising plan of attack. And this is not the... This is immediate, but, you know, perhaps next week after the weekend, this weekend, we need to be praying and we need to be praying publicly. God will see your boldness. God will see you. He will hear you and pray in faith. God will honor prayers one way or another. God will honor you in this. So speaking of lawfare and being very, very strategic, Christy Tasker has found an amazing thing. And this is particularly for the United States, probably for other countries in the world, because they use the same tactics when they do a color revolution. Christy, call in now and uh, I'll get you on. All right, Christy will be here in one moment. Christy is always thinking strategically. She is always looking for a way to go. She is highly actionable lady. Man, this is a lady who you do not want to cross. Uh, she will come at you from every single angle imaginable, and you won't see it because she sees things that other people don't see. And although she might not have been the original person to see this, she has put it into an action plan and she is taking action as always. Christy, welcome back to Right On Radio. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. And thanks, I want to thank your audience for the continued prayers um, that you guys give me each week. Um, I have a lot of people and sometimes my mom is able to tune in to listen and, and pray with the audience. So you know, this is not only a, a me thing. Um, this is a, a strategy that Dan Schultz came up with. I just think his communication, maybe in the very beginning, was either with the wrong people, or that we just did not grasp our hands, our, our heads around what he was saying um, originally. So basically, this is a precinct strategy, Jeff. And the reason I called Jeff yesterday is, you know, to say. 
you know, first of all, I know I'm on the target of doing something major because um, my head was literally attacked by a fleet of black birds. And when I say this, I've never had this happen a day in my life. I've been in multiple countries and literally was attacked by black birds. So just imagine um, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. That's basically exactly what it was like. Yeah, thanks for the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was literally, it was literally like that. But you know, it, you know, it, at first I was alarmed, and then I was like, "Oh, thank you, Jesus, for letting me know I was, you know, on on target with this." Because we all knew that we were um, as, as smart of people as we have in our precinct. Um, we did not realize, you know, all of the different things that uh, we needed to be doing. <clears throat> and I say that our precinct here in Miami. Um, so, you know, people want to think of Florida as being free um, and to a sense we are right now, but I think that is absolutely all an illusion. And um, for those of you on this call, you probably know that. I don't even have to tell you um, that it's an illusion. So I have not bought into the illusion. I listen to it. Don't get me wrong. I, I go to the press briefings and I listen because I do think we can plead with our elected officials. But we need to talk about who determines who those elected officials are, because, you know, in the very beginning, we're thinking like, oh, we need to go out and we need to primary. We need to um, elect the right people in the primary. But who decides who goes into those primaries? If any of you know, comment below, because I'm, I'm curious if, if anybody maybe got this early on, you know, because I certainly didn't. It didn't really sink in with me early on. But. In the primaries, the people that actually determine who those people are on both sides, on the Republican side and the Democrat side, are the Republican executive committees and the Democrat executive committees. OK, so who makes up those committees? You know, who really makes them up? I, I started questioning, like, who are these people that really decide who are elected um, in these in who really determines like who we're going to support as a president, you know, because it doesn't just put, up the put up the candidates. Yeah. Who selects these candidates, you know, like who even decides that we're going to select even a Donald J. Trump or a Ron DeSantis over the other thousands of candidates that sign up. I think right now in the United States, I think somebody said there's 1100 candidates that has signed up to run for president. So and, I and I just want to make a point really quick, quickly, Christy. Uh -huh. This is, I want you to get the big picture to the audience. What yeah. Christy is talking about is how they give you the illusion of choice, but they cover all their bases. They only put in people to, that have the potential to get elected that they want to get in there. And what Christy is going to tell you here is one of the greatest scams going and no one was aware of it before this. I certainly wasn't. Well, yeah, Jeff, I, I think, you know, and, and like I said, Dan Schultz actually, you know, told us all of this early on. And I imagine he's probably super irritated with everyone. I would be if I were um, in his shoes, to be really honest, because it's like, you know, when you know something and then people just, you know, you don't see people acting, you don't see them doing anything. And, you know, I've said it's because we didn't really fully grasp, you know, or I didn't fully grasp. I can speak for myself exactly how all of these things play out. So 
I'm just going to tell you ex exactly what happened here. So I started to look this up. I call an attorney um, by the name of Mr. Edward, Eduardo Vidal, who happens to work on election integrity here in Florida. And I say, you know, like, how is this done? And he says, Christy, I've been telling you, you need to sign up for the Republican Executive Committee. We have to get people like you in. And I said, what do you mean? Like, like that's who that's who elects these people? Like, really? That I thought that they only like, you know, decided uh, like who they were going to like, you know, it, it, I thought they were just the organizers of like the campaigns after the people were decided. He says, no, we we actually have the opportunity to vote on who we're going to support for president, for um, each each area, even like the local elections, right? Who we're going to support. So he says that's the reason he had, you know, he was so adamant about getting me to sign up. So I said, OK, but, you know, they said that my my area is not available. And he says, I think your area is available. I've not seen anyone in that seat. You know, I've I, I, I've been asking, you know, aside from a couple of us, he says, you know, I, I know, he, he knew like one person. So he says, I want you to go sign up again. And I'm like, well, OK, but, you know. You know, let's let's see what happens. He says, you know, go to the elections department, sign up. Don't don't give any power to the Republican executive committee themselves, because, again, they're already bought off. You know, they're people that run the that are the leaders and the Republican executive committee. They're already bought off. So we cannot go to that committee and um, assume that we're going to be able to get the job done. So I go to the elections department. As a candidate, keep in mind, at this point, I'm, you know, a candidate and um, it doesn't really matter if you're a candidate or not. They, it, when you're a candidate, they have to service you a little bit differently, is my understanding. So that's one of the reasons I had decided to run, because I really wanted to figure all of this out. Um, so I go into the elections department and, and I'm surprised that they are, you know, so helpful, you know, that they seem like they are you know, really trying to help me and they really want me to be able to figure all of this out. And, um, you know, they're they're saying, Ms. Tasker, you know, thank you for coming in. You know, I want to let you know that we have submitted already. We have already submitted your information to your local REC reps. But we have a problem sometimes, Ms. Tasker. They don't often contact the candidates. So this is my first red flag. I'm like, I said, so you mean like, what do you mean they don't contact the candidates? Yeah, sometimes um, a lot of people in the REC that have applied, they will come back to us and they will say, you know, they want to blame us and say that, you know, um, we have not submitted the, the applications or the information. So that that set off a little red flag for me. OK. So about within about two hours, um, I actually get a phone call from a gentleman named Kevin Cooper, and he is introducing himself as the vice president of the Republican Executive Committee. And he's letting me know, you know, you know, thank you for applying. But we just want to let you know, you know, it's too early. We can't get you on the ballot. There was a there was an election going to take place in like two days. So he's like. We can't get you on the ballot this time. So, you know, maybe next time, you know, so you're going to need to sit this 
um, you're going to need to sit this meeting out. And I was like, well, that's really weird, you know, that he wouldn't like even invite me to like come to the meeting, you know, like, hey, you know, it's fine. You're you're not going to be able to make the ballot. But, you know, please come to the meeting as my even, you know, he could have even said come to the meeting as my guest or, you know, as a guest. So I said, you know, I would really like to come to the meeting. And he says, well, you can't this time. He tells me I can't come to the meeting. So I'm like, again, another, you know, um, I'm like, this is just super strange. Can't come to the meeting. Okay. So it leads me to believe, you know, immediately that they're kind of hiding something. So I um, decide I'm going to go to the meeting. I, I call Mr. Vidal and, and he says, you know, come to the meeting as my guest, just like you did the last time. So I go to the meeting and um, there's a sign in sheet and everything. And um, so I sign in and I notice a sign-in sheet specifically for um specifically for the guest and so i was a little shocked to see that there was a sign-in sheet for guests because keep in mind i've you know been told that no guests are allowed at this you know at this particular meeting okay so i don't really say anything at this point like okay maybe again you know i'm, I'm trying to give them a pass somebody's made a mistake i go in and i sit down and um the meeting starts a while later. They were late starting the meeting as usual. And when the meeting starts, you know, they, they take a roll call per Robert's rules. The roll call was taken. There was a quorum met. They have to have a certain amount of people there in order to, you know, call the meeting. So the quorum was met and that was validated. It's on record. And then, um, you know, the business, the business, you know, started to, the you know, discussion started to happen. And so, the business of discussion pretty much pertained of, you know, a lady named um, Helen. She gets up and speaks and come to find out she is the person from our state. She's, you know, from the state Republican executive committee. So she's the person kind of over all of the Republican executive committees. So she gets up and she is pretty much, um, you know, just saying to everybody, this is ridiculous that you don't have any, you know, we just had a local election in District 2 and there was no candidates um, that the Republican Executive Committee endorsed. Like you have to go out and find a candidate to run for this position and then you have to back them up. And I'm like, whoa, I'm sitting there because keep in mind I, that that's the position I had run for. And many I, along with Mr. Vidal and Many others, um, including some of my Democrat friends and my libertarian friends, had called local Republicans and the Republican Executive Committee asking them to endorse me. And they said, no, it's a nonpartisan race. We don't endorse for a nonpartisan race. So nonpartisan basically means, for those of you not in politics at all, means that, you know, it really shouldn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat, because pretty much we all want the same things such as our garbage picked up. We want to make sure our city services are happening. And um, in the case of Miami, that we don't flood every time it rains because we need to clean out our storm drains. Christy, you're going down too many rabbit trails. Okay, and sorry. Okay. Lost in the information. So I want to streamline this a little bit. Okay. But what's happening is, and I'll let you tell it, but essentially there's all these committees, they say they're full they're not full. There's a bunch of fake people registered. So they're controlling the votes 
and not letting other people, citizens in to participate in the process. Go from there. Okay. Yes. So Jeff is exactly right. So we, I start to ask questions of, you know, who, who is, who is my committee man and committee woman that I should go to whenever I do decide I'm going to run for a seat um, that should be helping me and endorsing me and also um, helping me campaign because no one reached out. So I receive an email back with um, from the Republican Executive Committee themselves, the local committee, the Miami-Dade committee saying, the name of my person is like A. Reyes, like in other words, first letter and last name. Well, that is a very common, you know, last name here in Miami. So fortunately, you know, I was able to look and the, the, believe it or not, the, the Secretary of Elections was able to give me more information than that. So I had full names from the, the, the Secretary of Elections. So I started to research who are these people. Well, I started to find them and I quickly discover that the, both of the committee women who, who should be in the seats um, look like either they, they're not even real people or if they were a real person, they have sold their properties and they have moved. So they're no longer residing in those seats. And they're supposed to, they're actually supposed to call the Republican executive committee, inform them, which most of them I believe have. And instead of saying these seats have vacancies because they don't want people like myself because they can no longer control the vote because again, I would be the one to put my hand up to vote for the good person who may not be, you know, the friend of the person who is already in the Republican executive committee. So basically in short, here's what we have to do. So the action item is this. Number one, the Republican executive committee takes very little time, believe it or not. Um, so you fill out a form. You basically go to your secretary of elections. You get on their website. Um, and you could even call them if you want or do a records request and say, you know, I would like to apply as a candidate for committee man or committee woman for um, my my district. Can you please confirm, you know, the district in which, you know, I am? And you're basically going to give them your voter registration number. They will look it up for you to confirm, you know, which district you're actually in. And that, that you're in, you will then, they will send you the application. You will then apply. You fill out, out the application and on the application, it's pretty simple to fill out. Um, that basically gets notarized and then you send it back to them. You can do all of this by email or you can go to your secretary of elections, whichever you prefer. And when you fill that out, then you're going to go to the Republican Executive Committee meeting. You're going to go to the next one. You you should end up hearing from them. If not, you know, ask the Secretary of Elections, you know, hey, in case I don't hear from them, who should I contact from the Republican Executive Committee? They should or Democratic. Or Democratic. Yeah, exactly. So even tell your Democratic friends to do the same thing. OK, because, you know, I told our Republican Party here, listen, I have not spoken to a single Democrat that is OK with um, any of the things even going on in their party. So share this with your Democrat friends as well, because, you know, that, you know, you know, these woke people, but any of your good Democratic friends that, you know, just don't want to switch parties, at least get good people in both parties so that we have a chance. OK, 
So when once you fill out that application, um, you if you do not hear back from them, you will end up just going to the meeting. Um, you'll go to the next Republican or Democratic Executive Committee meeting, and um, you should end up being on the ballots of those meetings. Like in Miami or in Florida in general, you have to have your application in 10 days prior to the former meeting. And the reason I say this is because you you can actually fill out an application every single um, meeting, believe it or not. You can fill out, if they deny your first application, you want to turn around and fill it out again. So you may want to keep the blank application handy. Um, so that way, if they say, oh, there's already a committee woman um, in that seat. Okay, first of all, find out who the committee women and men are. Um, you also want to get a copy of the bylaws. Okay, so the bylaws are uber critical um, when it comes to taking back your REC or, or your DEC. Hey, so, and let me just, let me just re jump sure. in here really quick, because if they deny you, they say that they're, uh, they're full or whatever. What's happened is they've populated the lists with dead people, with people who are non-residents. And one of the things, and it'll vary state by state, but one of the important things that Christy told me yesterday is that if someone is registered to be one of those persons who nominates the lawyer, the, the uh, candidates or whatever, and they don't show up for three meetings, they're gone. And yeah. because these people are not uh, not alive or not residents, and some of them are just fictitious names, they're not there. So they should be cleaned off the rolls, which means there's an opening. So there might be a little bit of, you might need to get your local action committee to protest and demand the list be vetted. And even if you have a local police person or a sheriff, get them to show up at the meeting because there is voter fraud happening right in the beginning. And yes, it is voter fraud. I'm not a lawyer, but it certainly sounds like it to me if they have pumped up the list, they haven't cleared the list, especially on a small community basis like this. So you can have someone right there to verify ID and stuff, and you can take record of who shows up and who does not show up because guaranteed, like in, in Christie's state, if uh, if there's been three votes and they haven't been there, they are off the list. So after three times, you you are in. And then once you are in, you can take control, and this is control from the ground up to control the political system using yes. their rules. That is correct, Jeff. That is absolutely correct. And, and when, you know, so, uh, so what I'm going to say to all of you is sometimes we're spending a lot of time, you know, complaining about the politicians afterwards or hoping and praying that they're going to do the right thing. These people are not going to do the right thing. They're not doing the right thing to begin with. This is a planned attack. And, and the only way that we can attack back is to take back our government and the only way to take back our government is to be a member of the DEC or the REC and get in and take back your party because that's where it starts with. Trump actually told us this, you know, starting another party is not the answer. Um, starting and Steve Bannon has said this, you know, taking we we must take back the party and um, when it comes to, you know, taking it back they are absolutely going to stonewall you. So here's a couple things you need to do. When you go to the meeting, you need to take a photograph, if at all possible, of the people who are in attendance, okay? Or take a video when they do roll call, okay? So when they do roll call, you can take a, um, you can just take a video and make sure 
that you know you 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 may end up having to make your own attendance record, right? Um, get so, as much evidence as possible, and that is yes. evidence. Yes, that is evidence. Absolutely, it is evidence. So I would definitely recommend taking a video during roll call. They might try to tell you that you can't take a video. So you may have to do a little PI work and, and you know, put, putting your camera maybe like in your purse, putting your purse down maybe like in an aisle so that they don't even realize that you're recording, okay? You cannot publish a private meeting in the state of Florida on a public platform. However, you can use it as evidence that you have been harmed or um, something, you know, during during a uh, during a, a during a, a legal process. Okay, so just don't get in trouble by, you know, publicly, you know, publishing these. These are records. These are yeah, yeah, records. Put a list on your lap. You can have your phone. You can be nonchalant, like putting your phone down and you snap a picture. There's all kinds of ways yes. to do it. Be creative. But get evidence wherever you can and every opportunity that you can to accomplish this. And this is definitely a way to make a move that needs yes. to be done. I think it's absolutely brilliant. That is that is absolutely correct. So you basically have to you have to do that, um, and then you ba we're in the process right now of following up. You know because we also have to even though like we that we may think the state is complicit within it. We basically have to prove that they are. So we can't make any assumptions. We have to, you know, we have to go through all the, the different, um, everything that's listed in the bylaws. Basically, there's a grievance committee that we're having to go through. You know, people have gone to the grievance committee before. They didn't really do anything. However, they didn't document things correctly. So you want to put as much as you can in writing and you want to make sure that you um, get as much evidence as possible. So what I'm going to say is every single person, if every single person on this call basically contacts at least three to five people to join their own REC and ask them to do the same thing. And what I want everybody to realize is people will say, oh, we don't have enough time. Oh, this takes a lot of time. It does not. Okay, what takes a lot of time is us having to clean up the mess that they create. That's what takes a lot of time. So the Lord basically showed me, you know, when you're up, when you're in and you just simply have the vote, it's a lot easier to control that the, the people that you then elect uh, because then you're responsible for them. Right. But if you are relying on bad people to make good votes and good choices, then we're in a lot of trouble, okay? And we have to do this across the country. This is not just in Miami-Dade County. This is everywhere, okay? Yeah, everywhere. and by the way, Canada as well. It's a very similar process. Yes. And this is, a, this is foundational. Look, it's always been said it has to go from the ground up. And this is one of the places. Now I'm gonna and thank you, Christy, for that. Yeah. Um, I on. I have some breaking news, and I have a couple final thoughts before I end the show. Uh, final point. Um, I just want everybody just to take action and do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week because days matter. Depending on when your meeting is, um, you need to get those get those in as soon as possible. The more you have, and the reason I want 
everybody to realize we need to do this as a planned attack. So in other words, in, in each of your communities, you need, you know, 20, 30, 40 people to apply at once so that they do not have time to go out and fill the seats, fill your seat with someone else that they know. Okay. So we, we need to, and right now it's spring break. So you have a unique opportunity to hit them really hard with, um, with a ton of candidates, you know, quality candidates that they cannot go out and find a, a person to fill every single one of those seats. Because what they're banking on is that we're not going to do anything or that only a couple of us are going to apply. Okay. And so we have to hit them hard. We have to hit them all at once. And we have to be, come November, we have to know that the the people that we're putting on the ballots are actually good people and, and you know, as decent as we can possibly get. That's right. And, and, and you know what? I'm just going to further Christy's sentiment. I, I uh, By the way, to the audience, don't you want to hit them hard at this point? Don't you want to hit them hard? Is the adrenaline not going through your veins? Do you see what is happening? Do you love your children? Do you want to have a normal life or semi-normal life and live in peace? This is like, we're coming down to the wire, folks. If you caught the beginning of the show, I gave you a list of very serious things. So just on Christie's thing, and this can apply to everything that has been said today, you can get on your social media while we have it. And I, I want to stress that. Mm -hmm. We are about to remove your First Amendment, your ability to communicate with each other in all of North America. Okay, this is very serious. The bills are being passed. You got to take action now and you can get on social media and just with Christie's idea, uh, and I'm going to stress what I said to the sheriffs earlier, what I said to the police earlier, what I say to the people, but you can get on your social media, no matter which avenue you're going to take, you could say, listen, I need this many people. Your country needs you right now. Meet me here. Don't even tell them what it is. You explain it to them when they get there. Call for action, leave some mystery, make a cry out for help. Listen, I need you here. Be here at this time. It's life or death. Your country depends on you. Meet me here and right, do it. I agree, Jeff. I mean, that you could, nobody could have said it better. Well, that's why I have escalated to top podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome jeff i yeah. really appreciate you and and thank you for for being such a fighter and getting the message out uh, praise the lord okay i got some breaking news and thank you for native mom for pointing this out and this really ties in with everything we're talking about our ability to communicate and that being taken away um we know that uh going into april it's the high month of uh of hell or one of the two highest months for all these, you know, people who do magic and witchcraft and all kinds of stuff. And they depend on astrology and stuff like that. And a, a powerful X class, whatever X class means, solar flare just hit the earth. Forecasters are bracing for more sun activity in the coming days. This has the ability to knock out communications. In fact, it's already caused radio blackouts. There are more 
moderate sail, solar flares followed, and we can see more interruptions in the coming days. The sun has already produced more X flares in 2023 than in 2022, and it's ramping up to peak activity. The good news is you can see the northern lights. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, make no mistake, there is an esoteric meaning and there's timing behind all of these moves right now that are happening with our taking away our ability to communicate with the immigrants that have come in, with the civil unrest that they're trying to push forward, with with us sending these things. And by the way, make no mistake, if uh, if Vladimir Putin comes through on his words, um, in my estimation, and I have been studying prophecy very hard as of late, in particular in uh, preparation for the August 18th episode where I have that author on and we name the Antichrist and present all of the evidence. He is on the stage and I even have more evidence and it's getting more, more real right now. They, they, these things are happening and if we start to see these bombs being thrown around, we are in the tribulation in my estimation. Um, the first rider has ridden, uh, if that is the case. So the clock is ticking. It is 2023. It is conceivable that if it starts by, t well, uh, you know, we we can debate tribulate. We can debate the rapture. Uh, it's not before the tribulation. I can pretty much guarantee you that by the scriptures. There is a debate still in my mind. Although I'm mid trib is my position at this current time. There is very much a lot of evidence that it is post trib. Um, I just can't go there yet. I, I don't believe that God would have us in his wrath. And there's certainly a lot of scriptures that point towards that, but Hey, we don't know the hour. We just know the season and uh, whether we're entering into the tribulation or not, or perhaps it is already started. We will not know the exact start date, but we do know the clock is ticking. The only time when we're going to by, by my study that we will know when we look at, you know, Daniel's 70th week, obviously Matthew 24 and the book of Revelation. When you look at these things, it is my estimation and counting the days, because when the tribulation starts, there's 1,240 days. We don't, which is three and a half years, we do not know the exact starting date, so we don't know when that 1,240 days has expired. However, when... The mark of the beast is presented. And by the way, I didn't even talk about CBDs, which they're putting through. They want to eliminate your cash, which will probably be your only survival because your dollar has collapsed USA. And that will bring down the Canadian dollar and all of Western uh, democracies. China is now the leading superpower in the world, especially with the block they have made with Russia, Saudi Arabia, and they have the Southern uh, continent, uh, South South America as well is already ruled by China. This is very, very serious, folks. So they take away your dollar. They offer the solution, which is, look, hey, if you want to be able to buy or sell anything, we have to bring in these CBDCs, which is the central bank digital currency. And I want to, I cannot stress how bad that is for you. If they say, no, you cannot travel more than five miles from your house, they will shut off your bank account if you do. They will control your spending. No, we don't. Uh, we don't want you buying red meat anymore. You bought uh, three steaks last month. Uh, that's enough for you. You can't buy it. You cannot use your you CBDCs to buy meat now. You know, like I'm telling you, 
This is very, very bad. Oh, you protested the government? Zero out the account. It happened in Canada. It's happening around the world. It can happen here. And we are on the verge. Like all of these things could happen in the next two weeks. And I'm not fear-mongering. It is entirely possible. The stage is set. But just getting back to the tribulation, what we will know is in Matthew 24 and it's in uh in Revelation is when the mark of the beast is presented, and that is if you want your CBDC to work, in my estimation, you need to bow down before the image. The image could be AI because it is an image of the beast, but the Antichrist will be firmly on the stage. He will be possessed by Satan at that time. And that when he goes into the temple and it is the abomination of desolation, then we have a clock that ticks and we have a measurement of time. When that happens, it will be under 40 days is my estimate. And I believe Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days. And he said that if not, the time was cut short, even more of the elect would would fall. So this is very critical. You can live without food. And on our prayer call the other night, Beulah Watching Wall gave a beautiful testimony about a very remote village that we, you know, it would take two weeks for any help to get to. Their power was out, They'd get no food. There was some kind of natural disaster. There's no supplies that came in. But the pastor in the town said, you know, we do not live off of food, but only of the word of God. And what the testimony was that for two weeks, this entire town, when they got hungry, they just read the word of God and their stomachs felt full between it. God will be your supply. Get into the word. Make your choice today who you will stand with. If you're not with Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross for us, you are out of the game. You are considered an antichrist. And that isn't me coming against you. That's me saying to you in love as you are my neighbor that, man, you're going to have a long eternity and it's not going to be good being separated from God. So today is the day to choose. People get out there, organize, get your prayer, get your prayer circles out there. Men have your flanks, sheriffs, police officers, do your jobs, lawyers, do your jobs, get the indictments out now. There is no time to waste. This is not going away. If you do not take action now, you're going to regret it. And there is no fear, but you keep your eye on the Lord, but you have to move forward if you want things to stay the same. If you just want to suffer through the tribulation and say, bring it on, Jesus, then God bless you. Get down on your knees, fast, and pray. We need you too. <sighs> what an amazing time to be alive. Hallelujah. What an amazing time. I feel it in my bones. I'm going to see my Lord and Savior come home. He's going to come and take me home, and he's going to come and take you. And guess what? If you've ever wanted to have a I told you so moment, <laughs> it will be when the Lord comes because every single person in the world will see him. He holds the stars in his hands. Yes, he is that big. If he can hold the stars in his hands, the entire world will see him all at once. And it is going to be glorious. Hallelujah. God bless every single one of you. Look, I'm going to sign out now, but I'm not going to leave you without a beautiful song. If you want to hang out with me and uh, listen to it, I highly suggest it. It will 
just speak to your inner soul. I prayed it. Uh, I played it last Saturday night, and everyone was asking me who it was and where they could find the song. Uh, the band's name is Salvador, and this song is Cry Holy. I will have a show later on this afternoon. Uh, if you saw the show last night, I had uh, I did a piece on a certain on a gentleman named Rick Joiner from Morning Star Church. And I exposed what I believe is their witchcraft and stuff like that this afternoon. And I didn't plan this. I have a rebuttal from Rick Joyner against the witchcraft allegations. I'll see you this afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, get down on your knees and cry holy. We've come this far by light of day through deserts of loneliness to the sacred place. Well, you know my life and all I've been through. The sin in my heart has kept me from you. But Father, your grace is great. Heals me
Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.